Today, we are talking about home and contents insurance when it comes to selling your home. And for this episode, we found a highly experienced multi-generational insurance broker to be our expert. I came up with the episode topic because with some insurance companies, they have special criteria about who is invited into your home that may determine if you can make a claim on your insurance policy when selling your home and something goes missing. Mark, our guest, has his own answers to this later in the episode, which kind of contradicts my understanding. However, in getting my insurance renewal recently, and with my son working for one of the largest insurance companies, both of our insurers consider a person entering your home during an open for inspection is someone you have invited into your home. So it null and voids any chances of making a claim if you are selling. So in saying that, our guest Mark, being an experienced insurance broker, may not use insurance companies that do not consider someone inspecting your property for sale as a guest. My advice here is check your insurance policy before putting your home on the market. And if you are concerned, change your policy to Mark's policies before putting your property on the market. Now, on with the show. House and Contents Insurance is an unspoken necessity and if the right processes haven't been taken when you sell your home, it could be the make or break of a claim. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of House and Contents Insurance when you sell your home and the importance of house insurance when you buy a property. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Real Estate Right is your go-to, how-to real estate podcast that helps you with all the little things that make real estate daunting. We can help you with what to do with cleaning, what to do with styling, how to read your contracts, where it can go all wrong legally, and everything in between. We believe you'll get the answers you need to know to help you along your real estate journey right here on Real Estate Right. Go on, check out our back catalogue now. Mark Puri is the principal of Melbourne Insurance Brokers, which first commenced trading in 1978, making Melbourne Insurance Brokers one of the oldest insurance brokers in Melbourne. With an experienced band of dedicated professionals, Melbourne Insurance Brokers strives to provide a high level of service to all clients, not just when sourcing insurance for our clients, but also assisting clients with their claims. Welcome, Mark. How are you today? Yeah, going really well, Sue. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. How are you? You're- yeah, really well, thanks. Now, um, what brought you on the journey of becoming an insurance expert? Well, I can honestly say it's in my blood. Yeah. My, uh, my dad was an insurance broker yeah. in the insurance industry for 40 odd years. And in fact, uh, so is my mother. So, um, literally, a product of the insurance industry, believe it or not. Wow. Yes. <laughs> more so, more, in more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Now, um, getting into the questions, 
should you tell your home and contents insurer that you are putting your property on the market? There's, there's absolutely no requirement or um, need to do that. Um, you know, do you tell them when you're going on holidays? There is no need or requirement to do that. There's nothing in the policy or the policy conditions that sort of stipulate that you had to do that. So um, no requirement whatsoever. Okay. Because, like, in the past I've heard things like, if you're inviting people to your home for an open for inspection or private appointment because you've invited those people to your home, um, it's not a claimable event if something goes missing. Is that true? Traditionally, traditionally insurance uh, cover, like for theft or burglary claims, was dependent upon force and violent okay. entry. So where that comes yes. from. But... Um, in the last 15, 20 years, probably even longer, uh, you know, that condition was removed. So essentially if somebody is visiting your house and, yeah, they do steal something, um, it is still a claimable event uh, just because I guess they're, you know, well, in your house, they haven't broken yeah. into it, uh, doesn't sort of preclude you from uh, claiming. So when I'm, I guess... My uh, experience or the information I'm sharing is, is all geared around um, with insurance companies that sort of, uh, you know, we utilise. We don't utilise direct insurance no. companies such as Amy CV, but I'll be pretty certain they don't have those conditions as yeah. well. Yeah, okay, cool. Now, as a tenant, should you be worried about your contents? Because, you know, I've been to plenty of houses and tenants get really upset if, one, you're taking photos of their and two uh, their goods, their property. To them, it's an invasion of privacy, the whole thing, which yeah. is understandable. But unfortunately, that's the con- yeah. conditions of being a tenant, isn't it? Um, but yeah, should is. they be worried about their contents? Well, I mean, I probably are worried, but um, you know, I recall five plus years ago there seemed to be a spate of, you know perhaps pilfering or theft of uh, items when people came in yeah. for inspections. But I believe the sort of regime has tightened yeah. up. I mean, you, you know, you go along for an open for inspection, the agents, you know, recording phone numbers and, um, you know, taking down details of the people that uh, yeah. that visit. Um, so I guess there's a bit of common yeah. sense, isn't it? Like I guess you've got rules that uh, you're worried about or feel uneasy about. Um, yeah, obviously you secure those, but, um, yes, it's... And in terms of insurance, um, you know, if the tenant's got insurance, uh, something does go missing, well, potentially they can claim under their, uh, yeah. their contents. See, I, when I go to properties as a copywriter, I always tell people if they ask, look, put your valuables in drawers or cupboards that do not belong to the property. So people will open up cupboards and drawers that belong to the property yeah. because they want to see how deep they are or if they've got any extra little yeah. valuables in, in your own personal drawers and personal cupboards. Yeah. yeah. Common sense applies. It is common sense. When I was working way back in um, at Woodards back in uh, the late, uh, late 90s, uh, I remember the police put out a, uh, a photo fit of a man who was going around open for inspections and pilfering whatever he could, all that uh-huh. sort of stuff. And we, we had a great receptionist and this guy came up in the lift. She had just received the photo fit from Camberwell Police Station 
and she's gone, looked there and looked up and it was the same person. And she's just like, wow. Oh, and so she <laughs> sort of quickly said, Oh, um, I better take this call. Like made out some call and then, um, asked, uh, somebody to come into the, you know, into the space, into her reception space. Yes. And then, um, and then she sort of like, you know, pointed at the photo and sort of, you know, looked, you know, and pointed sort of towards the man. And then this lady just basically took the piece of paper, the fax, and uh, walked into um, another office and called the cops. And within, because they were wow. only like three doors down, um, <laughs> <laughs> they were there quite quickly and nabbed him. So, yeah. But they're pretty much wow, up to it. If, if somebody has um, given a false name or phone number, um, and something's gone missing. Agents are generally pretty onto it pretty quickly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, they situation arising, do they? Where they're, they're the appointed agent and you know the, the homeowner or uh, the, the tenant sort of making allegations that things going missing. It's uh, doesn't, doesn't reflect well on them, does it? No. Like- and and like sometimes people get a bit. They know exactly where they've put everything when they've done when the inspections happened, and a little kid might come along and see a teddy bear on the side of yeah. um, a kid's bedroom and like have moved it, and so then that yeah. makes them all suspicious that other things have been moved. And it's like, hey, wait yes. a minute, this family came in with three kids. They probably didn't keep an eye on one of them, and they've just yeah. picked up a teddy bear. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. essentially there's no chance your premium will go up if your house has gone on the market and you've invited strangers into your home. Um, not at all. So basically, you know, your insurance policy is a generally an annual contract. So, um, you know, let's say that's the, you know, the 1st of January. Um, so the terms and conditions are the same for that whole yeah. 12 months, you know. Renewal, the insurance company can uh, change those conditions, you know, increase the excess or invariably uh, the premium might go up, but that's there seems to be market forces at the moment. But uh, certainly if you did go to the extent of notifying your insurance company that your house is on the market, um, no uh, basis for changing the terms or conditions. Yeah. Different story if the property becomes unoccupied, yeah. uh, you know, for an extended period, but uh, certainly in terms of... Well, that's... Know, that's a topic we haven't I haven't put on the list um because more and more people these days will get their properties styled and then Mm. go and stay in an airbnb for the month that their property is on the market because they're like I can't cope with you know three kids um having house clean and all that stuff so you may need to talk to your insurance broker if you're leaving the property for a month would that be fair yeah, so generally it's like a three-month, like it's a 90-day uh, limit. Oh. Um, so, so policies, you know, give you 90 days and then if for some reason, you know, it's unoccupied for more than 90 days, you, then, you know, you're obligated to uh, notify the insurance yeah. company. And they may uh, then you know, change some conditions, higher excess possibly. Uh, yeah, it's, an, it's only a 90-day uh, period that you've got. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. So you should be okay if you're doing a 30-day stay in Airbnb. Now, we're going to have a short break and come back with more from Mark Paree from Melbourne Insurance Brokers, where he will talk to us about making a claim and buying property.
So you're listening to Real Estate Right, and we are talking to Mark Perry from Melbourne Insurance Brokers about house and contents insurance and what you need to know when you are putting your property on the market. So now, what happens when something goes missing after an open for inspection? Is it just a standard? Yeah, and essentially, you know, you would um, notify your insurance company um, and look at claims. So to support that claim, you basically need, you know, evidence of existence, so whether that's... Yeah. You know, whether it's a valuation, um, of course, a lot of people have those. So it could be just a photo, something just to sort of yeah. prove that the item existed in the first place. Uh, yeah. You know, you need, uh, I guess, a quote uh, to replace the item. Uh, yeah. So, you know, jewelry, obviously the jewel store or uh, electronics, you know, JB Hi-Fi or Simmer. Yeah. Um, if it's a theft issue, generally the insurer's, you know, stipulate that you have to report it to the police, which is really just a, you know, pain in the backside sort of measure. Uh, yes. I think half the times that uh, that is there really just to, um, you know, give you a little hurdle to to have to climb to, you know, proceed or lodge a claim. Um, so yeah. police aren't interested in uh, that sort of scenario really. No. Um, but they're the, the three things you generally need to support your claim, you know, evidence of existence, yeah. Uh, quote for replacement and yeah um one thing that i have heard which is becoming a bit of a problem is that vacant properties which have been styled have been broken into generally prior to um the first open for inspection it's like they've been watching them with their vans coming and going i've heard of probably you know at least half a dozen this year um yeah where they just seem to, it's almost like they come in with their own vans and take all the styling furniture. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's generally it's nice gear, isn't it? So um, yeah. I guess, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's been a problem for the styling companies, I've heard, um, because it's their furniture, their insurance on their property. But, of course, there's always a break-in yeah. or, you know, they've noticed the key going in the meter box or the key under the mat or, you know, and it's just an easy break-in because, yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, again, like if uh, your house is broken into, whether it's by a key or it's actually, you know, somebody smashed the yeah. window to undo the lock, it's of how they get in, it, it is still generates or it still enables you to, to lodge a, you know, a so, theft or So a if a key fight. was left yeah. under a mat or in the meter box or something like that, which was easily accessible to anybody, that would be, still be okay to claim, make a claim on that, even though it's enforcing. Yeah, I probably wouldn't advertise the fact that yeah. you might have done that, but um, essentially, it is, yeah, um, you know, most agents these days rely yeah. on you know the key locks, yeah. which um, yeah. So uh, let's discourage people from you know yeah. the old key under the, the mat or in the little box, but um, yeah, those key locks are uh, you know, pretty expensive and. You know, obviously got a combination, some sort of combination on them, which uh, make it easy to um, agents to yes. to uh, access or the stylists to yeah. access. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, what happens if somebody hurts themselves at my property while intending an open for inspection? Is that a claimable? Yes, to take out if you have yeah. home contents insurance, that gives you liability component under that policy. So generally, be. 20 million or 30 million, yeah. some cases 50 million. So a lot can go wrong and you're still going to be well and truly covered. But um, so generally, if you have yeah. at least building insurance, uh, you know, you might have taken a 
um, home contents policy, but yeah. only the home portion. That's going to give you the protection. I guess if somebody comes into the property and yeah, somehow injures themselves, um, contents. If you pay the contents component, that gives you personal liability cover yes. well, straight away, basically. So um, it's not something you uh, you pay extra because it's not something you can remove from a home contents policy. So it's, um, a lot of people probably mm-hmm. don't even realise they have that. I was um, must admit I was I was happy with that uh, when my son was playing hockey and he had his goalie gear and it was like two grand's worth of goalie gear, knowing that you know if he lost that or somebody took it from the pitch or something like that, then it was claimable. Yeah, well, not all policies no. do that. So, well done to you for uh, taking probably a you know a, a, perhaps a better style of uh, insurance cover that does cover all your contents. You know, yeah. no. So, so not everyone has that. A lot, of, a lot of people have uh, sort of like a list of events type cover, which really restricts yeah. cover on your contents just to the Yeah. Um, yeah. So going back to hurting themselves, because I know I've done it but haven't caused the damage, but I hurt my nose doing it. Um, what happens when somebody walks through a plate glass window? Because the window is too plain. Um, obviously, it breaks the window, um, but obviously, you know, maybe a bit of an X-ray on the nose or something. <laughs> yes, I remember doing something similar myself. I think it was my, I don't know, four or five. It's probably one of my earliest memories. Actually, getting to, actually I was at school, so I been We're going to a uh, party. I think I was the only little boy there, and managed to uh, run through the uh, the glass uh, sliding door. <laughs> oh no! Yes. So uh, anyway, I can relate. Um, yes. <laughs> so, if uh, if that scenario did happen, and you know, let's say the class is broken, well, obviously that's claimable. Yeah. You know, under the uh, home and contents insurance, and uh, you know, you've um, you know, I guess it was a serious injury. Um, yeah, having that liability cover, you know, does protect the injured party uh, yeah. on the basis that they wanted to have a go at uh, the owner of the property. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a bit of greyness there. Insurance is full of greyness. Yeah, it's not always right, but uh, if somebody was seriously injured, uh, you know, like lawyers get involved, they're always looking for somebody to pay. If somebody's got insurance, well, that tends to be where it falls. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, if if you do have your home advertised for sale, but it, your house gets broken into, not at an open for inspection or private appointment, but el- elsewhere, um, do you need to disclose that your house is on the market? So the first question, I guess, um, you know, the policy is um, it's a 12 month, it's an annual contract. So, uh, you know, the conditions or terms don't, yeah. uh, can't really be varied by the insurance company. Are there, are there any insurance companies out there that may have a um... condition? Possibly, possibly, but uh, certainly in the broker space that uh, I'm involved in. Okay. So you should be aware that there could possibly still be some out there which are old and dated versions of? I think it'd be highly unlikely. Okay. But yeah. So. Uh, struggling to sleep one night, pull, it, pull out your old PDS. <laughs> Double check. <laughs> Have a look, yes. To give our listeners some peace of mind, how often do you hear of claims of thefts from homes that are on the market? Is it rare? Oh, well, I've been doing this uh, for to remember <laughs> years, but um, to be honest, I don't recall a scenario where that has occurred. Okay, 
I mean, our focus is, you know, certainly on business-orientated uh, type clients, but we have a lot of home and contents uh, policyholders. Yes. And can't say I've ever had that scenario arise. Yeah. So, so it's... Not to say it can't happen, doesn't happen, but that's been my experience. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. So, Mark, what happens when you buy a property? Should you have that insured before you settle? Yeah, very much so. Like if you talk to any lawyer, they would recommend you take out insurance cover really as soon as you put a deposit on the property. Reason is that, one, yeah. you don't know whether the vendors have insurance. So, you know, what yeah. happens in the worst-case scenario, you know, it's a, a storm or a fire, you know, how does that go in terms of you get towards the settlement and the house is damaged? Um, you know, that really yes. causes, uh, you know, some issues and problems. So, you know, you certainly have yeah. an interest in the property when you put a deposit on the property. Um, yeah. So, that, you know, uh, that's what I would recommend and I'm sure that's what the uh, legal fraternity recommend. Um, yes. As a next step, I guess when you're sort of taking out finance, well, the banks obviously require you to uh, have insurance cover to protect the property. So, um, you know, yes. I guess at the very least that's going to happen you know, a week or so before settlement because the, the bank won't release the funds without evidence of insurance. Uh, so there's, yes. I guess, you know, two different stages, but my recommendation would be to take it out as soon as you put a deposit on the property. Um, I mean, even the vendors do have insurance and, yeah, some catastrophic event happens, you know, who, who, who like, yeah, which policy responds to that? Uh, you want at least one policy to respond, don't you? Yeah. yeah, you do. And, you know, you think at that point that the one with the 90% stakeholding would have more of a go than the 10% stakeholding, but, you know, that 10% may be what needs to happen because they may have cancelled their exactly. policy halfway yes. through the settlement. And, you know, Mr. Storm yep. comes along and, um, crew, you know, tree falls down yep. the roof. Well, living in Australia, we see plenty of yeah. uh, natural events like that, don't we, whether it's, uh, you know, flood. You know, some of the storms we've had in Melbourne of late, bushfires in the summer. Mm. All factors. Yeah. So they are all factors. Um, yeah, and then the question would be too, if there is damage, you know, will you settle on your specific settlement date or will that be postponed? Yeah, that's right. That's the other thing. That's mm. legal thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Very permanent uh, issues there. There are, so, yeah, definitely um, get some legal advice on that. That's for sure. Um, so what's your best advice for those selling their property or to tenants who are leasing a property that is going to be on the market? Yeah, I guess, you know, again, touched on it earlier in terms of just common sense. So um, those valuable yeah. items, um, you know, secure, uh, obviously have them secured somewhere safely. So whether that is um, relocated to, you know, off-site uh, on a temporary basis yeah. or just keeping them with you or have, having them in a lock cupboard. A lot of people have uh, that can lock, so, you know, that would be, uh, yeah. that would be an obvious uh, solution. Potentially uh, mm. tenants might not have access to a lockable cupboard possibly. Okay, yeah. you know, particularly for those small items, it might be just a case of uh, keeping them with you, really. You know, very much common sense, uh, you know, a lot of... Homeowners, you know, do tend to engage the stylus, which means it's, you know, declutter and all those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, ensuring that uh, those things you, you know, 
really concerned about that uh, might be easily but easy, easily uh, um, targeted by people. Um, yeah, just common sense. It's uh, difficult yeah. for them to um, access those. And the reality is, because you had done the big declutter and clean up, you're probably the one who's probably lost it. Not the, <laughs> you know, it hasn't been taken because you have no idea yeah, where you exactly. put it in here. Yes. <laughs> true. Yeah. So, well, thanks so much for coming on to Real Estate Right Podcast, Mark. Now, how can listeners get in contact with you if they're looking for insurance? Yes, well, the wonderful world of the web is... Um, is ideal. Um, we're uh, www.mibrokers.com.au. You also find us at Melbourne Insurance Brokers. Yes. Um, phone number if you like nine six eight six zero six double eight. So um, yeah, a couple of easy ways basically. Beautiful. Thank you so much, and we will also have your details in our show notes and our social media. So thanks again, Mark. Thanks very much, Sue. All the best to you. And Thank you. Okay. Yes, all the best to you too. Now, next week, we have the lovely Sophie Lyon from Jealous Craig Borundara on to talk to us about the VCAT process and what you need to know when you want to do a VCAT application. It's an important episode for both renters and rental providers alike, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies and is written, hosted, and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover, and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 5977-889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right.